Hey, veterans. Welcome to the VA Claims Insider Podcast. We are veterans helping veterans get the VA disability rating and compensation you deserve. I'm your host, Air Force Service Disabled Veteran Brian Reese, and each week we share VA disability claim tips, tricks, strategies, and lessons learned to help you win, service connect, and get rated at the appropriate level, even if you've already filed or been denied. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. What's up, Bets? Brian Reese here, the VA Claims Insider, coming at you live from Austin, Texas. Welcome to this short presentation I'm doing today where I'm talking about how you file a VA disability claim for plantar fasciitis, all right? Plantar fasciitis is severe heel pain. Now, if you've ever had this, you would know it because it feels like somebody is shoving a dagger into your heel. It hurts that much uh, when you try to take a step, okay? But I get asked this all the time, Brian, I've got severe heel pain and heel problems. I believe it's due to my active duty service or another service-connected disability. Am I eligible? Okay, the answer is absolutely yes, and it's rated under the law, which I'll get to in a minute, okay? But again, Brian Reese here, Air Force Service Disabled Veteran, founder and CEO of VA Claims Insider. Uh, we're the most trusted name in VA disability claims, gang. That's what we do, all right? We're veterans helping veterans get the VA disability rating and compensation you deserve, okay? We've got a ton of free resources. Uh, if you want to go to our website there at vaclaimsinsider.com, there's a free ebook, there's a free training, there's free downloads, uh, and also feel free to shoot me a note if you have any questions about plantar fasciitis uh, or any other VA claims that you might have, okay? All right, so what the heck is plantar fasciitis? It's severe heel pain, all right, and basically what it is, there's a thick band of tissue that runs across the bottom of your heel, which is called the plantar fascia, okay? Now what can happen is if that plantar fascia becomes inflamed due to a lot of different things, it can cause severe pain, okay? And really, 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 it hurts bad. If you've ever had this, you know exactly what I'm talking about, okay? Uh, so here's the deal, here's a picture. This is an actual picture of the foot. Uh, you can see there in white, the bands running north-south. That's the plantar fascia tissue. And that area of the pain is it's right underneath or in front of the heel bone, all right? And it's usually very isolated and located in that one area, okay? So whether it's from obesity or age or wearing your combat boots or another service-connected disability, the plantar fascia, which is that band of tissue, starts to break. It starts to tear. And when it starts to tear, it becomes inflamed, which is what causes that red area there. That's why it hurts so dang much. Okay, and you maybe have tried everything like rolling your foot on a golf ball, uh, bands, night splints, custom orthotics. There's lots of uh, even over-the-counter type treatments, but sometimes those things don't work. Okay, but that's just kind of a rundown. If you think you have plantar fasciitis and you've never been diagnosed, get your butt to the doctor. Okay. So here's some risk factors. These aren't all of them. These are just some things to be aware of. Uh, 40 to 60 years old is the common age range, although it, it's all over the map, right? Uh, folks who do a lot of running, jumping, things like that with exercise, you're more prone uh, to getting plantar fasciitis. Um, foot types, 
or if you're flat-footed, right? If you underpronate or overpronate, if you've got different arches, um, if you walk funny or not straight, or you've got some kind of other condition going on in your body, like your knees or your feet, uh, your ankles, your joints, uh, depending on how you're shaped and your the shape of your foot type, you are more prone and susceptible to plantar fasciitis, okay, which again is that severe heel pain. Um, obesity is another risk factor, okay. If you've gained a bunch of weight, uh, you're now putting extra strain on the plantar fascia tissue, which can cause problems as well. Um, and then occupation. So this is one I really want you to focus on. Military members, veterans, factory workers, teachers, and others who spend a lot of working hours walking or standing on hard services, right? So for military members and veterans, especially if you were ever in a combat zone wearing some of those horrible boots uh, with poor foot and arch supports, you may be especially susceptible to plantar fasciitis, okay? All right, so are you even eligible for plantar fasciitis under the law? Okay, you've got to have three things. Number one, you must have a medical diagnosis of plantar fasciitis, and that must be from a doctor, okay? That needs to be either in your service treatment records from active duty, in any VA records uh, or any private records, okay? And that needs to be clear. So if you don't have a medical diagnosis, get to the doctor, um, go see your primary care doctor who will then probably eventually refer you to uh, a podiatrist who's somebody who specializes in foot conditions, okay? So that's number one, a medical diagnosis. Number, then number two is your plantar fasciitis, that severe heel pain must have been caused or made worse by your active duty military service, all right? That's what's legally referred to as the nexus or that link to your service, okay? Or it must have been caused or made worse by another service-connected disability in your body, okay? Maybe you've got a knee condition, you've got another foot condition, you've got an ankle condition, you've got a hip condition, a back condition, and you believe that those things, your body is now overcompensating and it's caused you uh, to develop plantar fasciitis. That's pretty common as well, okay? And then the third part is persistent and recurring symptoms of plantar fasciitis into the present day. At VA Claims Insider, we call that severity of symptoms, okay? If you have a diagnosis and it's service-connected, but you've got no symptoms, or you wear custom orthotics and that has cured you, okay, you're probably gonna get a 0% rating or maybe a 10% rating, okay? So you need to be thinking about this stuff as you go to file your claim and you start packaging, you gotta have these three things. Medical diagnosis, clear nexus to your service or another disability, and then persistent and reoccurring symptoms of the heel pain, the plantar fasciitis into the present day. All right, now gang, this is directly under, out of the law right here. I'm gonna move my image here so you can see it a little bit better. But this is the rating criteria directly out of the Electronic Code of Federal Regulations, Title 38, Part 4, the Schedule for Rating Disabilities. Plantar fasciitis is not rated by itself, okay? It falls under uh, 5276, which is flat foot acquired, okay? Now, the other thing I want you to focus on, and I've highlighted them in bold for you, are the bilateral and the unilateral ratings, Okay, there's bilateral and unilateral. Bilateral meaning you have it in both feet. Unilateral means you only have it in one foot, either the left foot or the right foot. Okay, now take a look at that 50% bilateral rating. Pronounced marked pronation, extreme tenderness of the plantar surfaces, not improved 
by orthopedic shoes or appliances, okay? So that means you have it really, really severe and you've tried everything and nothing helps, okay? The bilateral there is rated 50%. If you have that same level of severity in only one foot, it would be rated at 30%, okay? But now go down, this is where we see a lot of vets is in the 20 to 30% uh, meeting the criteria of severe objective evidence of marked deformity, okay? Pronation, abduction, pain, swelling, um, oh, things like heel spurs. Okay, if you've had uh, any imaging done, like an x-ray, and you've got heel spurs, that can be uh, considered objective evidence, right? An x-ray would be objective, not subjective. If you've got it in both feet, that would be 30%. If it's only in the one foot, that would be 20%. Okay, but now take a look at the 10% and the 0%. Okay, where I see a lot of vets go wrong here is they don't adequately explain how severe their plantar fasciitis is and how it's limiting or affecting your life, and you end up at 0%. Okay, they service connect it, but you're at 0%, and the VA rater says, yeah, but you know, you, you've got arch supports, you have a night splint, whatever. If those things aren't helping you guys, you have to be very clear about that, otherwise you're going to risk being underrated, okay, which we see a lot. So what evidence do you need to have? If you think you've got plantar fasciitis, either unilateral or bilateral, here's what I think you should put together. I think you should get a disability benefit questionnaire done for foot conditions, okay? And that should be completed by a nurse practitioner, a physician's assistant, a PA, or an MD, a medical doctor, okay? I also think you should get a medical nexus letter or a statement from a doctor that says something like, at least as likely as not, due to your service or another service-connected disability, or more likely than not. Okay, that's even better. I also think you should write a statement in support of a claim for plantar fasciitis on the VA Form 21-4138. Talk about how severe your symptoms are. Okay, remember the three things, diagnosis, clear nexus, the link to the service or another service-connected disability, um, and then symptoms. So current symptoms into the present day, explain to the VA rater in clear English how severe things are. If you're having trouble getting out of bed, you're having trouble walking, you can't run anymore, you can't play sports anymore, um, you're having to ice it at night, you've got custom orthotics, you wear a night splint, okay, but those things don't help, you have to talk about that and be very vulnerable in your documentation and the evidence that you submit to the VA rater. Okay, if you can get a buddy letter, that's uh, nothing more than a statement from a first-hand witness, 18 years of age or older. Absolutely do that. Your buddy letter can either be on a 214138. It can be done in a, a normal Word document, a PDF. It doesn't matter. But make sure that that person submitting that statement is explaining to you exactly what they've witnessed or what they've seen uh, and how uh, they're a direct witness and how it's limiting or affecting your life. Okay. So here's some crucial factors that you need to think about. The service connection piece. Is the nexus clear? Remember, all right, if you've ever seen things inside of e-benefits that say not service connected, that's what that means, all right? It's not that the, the VA is disagreeing that you have it. They're disagreeing that your condition was due to your service, okay? Do you have a medical diagnosis? If not, get your butt to the doctor and get one, okay? The other thing is, do you actually suffer from it? Is it unilateral or bilateral? Are you seeking treatment? If so, are you taking medications? Um, anything you do, does it help relieve some of your symptoms? Again, those things are important 
because it ultimately determines the rating criteria under the law, okay? So be thinking about these things as you're putting together your claim for plantar fasciitis. Now don't forget about the difference between primary disabilities and secondary disabilities, okay? A primary disability is something that you're filing for direct service connection, okay? Meaning it was directly due to your service. But you can also file secondary disability claims. And what you're saying with a secondary claim is that your plantar fasciitis or your other condition was caused or made worse by another service-connected disability in your body. Okay, so let's say you've, le you've left the service 15 years ago or 30 years ago. Um, well, you didn't have plantar fasciitis on active duty, but maybe you're already service-connected at 10% for your left knee uh, and 10% for your hip. If you've developed plantar fasciitis, it's very likely that it's due to your current conditions, like your knees, um, your legs, your hip, okay? We know very well, it's medically uh, researched that the human body is one big system. It all functions together to make you whole. And if certain parts of that system break down, they're gonna cause other areas of your body uh, to break down as well. So if you've got leg, uh, leg issues, knee conditions, back issues, hip issues, uh, or other foot conditions like heel spurs, those things may be caused or made your plantar fasciitis worse, okay? Now the benefit of filing it as a secondary condition is it's easier to prove the nexus, okay? So if you've been out of the service for more than a year and you did not have a diagnosis of plantar fasciitis while on active duty, all right, it didn't happen until years later, I think you should think hard about filing it secondary, okay? Because again, it's easier to prove the nexus, all right? Assuming that you believe that it was due to one of these other conditions, okay? All right, so you get your claim done, you get it in. Eventually, you're gonna get scheduled for a compensation and pension exam, okay? Here's six tips for you. Bottom line is you have to know what is in your medical records, gang. There's no substitute for that, period. I also think then that you should review your DBQ. If you get a disability benefit questionnaire done for, uh, for plantar fasciitis, make sure you review it. Take a look at all of your symptoms and what the doctor wrote uh, for your diagnosis, unilateral or bilateral, uh, the nexus, and your symptoms. Okay, you need to review the law too. Review the ECFR, Title 38. Uh, part four, the schedule for rating disabilities. Make sure you check out the flat foot acquired section. Okay, that's uh, the criteria that governs plantar fasciitis claims. Okay, plantar fasciitis is not rated in its own code. Plantar fasciitis is a symptom, it's a cause, it's the link to the flat foot acquired, which is why it's rated under that code. Okay, the fourth tip there is do not have your best day. This does not mean you should lie or stretch the truth. What that means is you need to tell the CNP examiner how you are on your very worst days. Okay, and then I think you need to be uncomfortably vulnerable. Uh, be real with them. Tell them everything going on with you, how severe that heel pain is, and how it's affecting or limiting your life. Um, remember, some of these CNP examiners, they might be looking to pin your plantar fasciitis on things like obesity. Okay, we see that a lot in denial letters where the rating officials read the CNP examiner's notes and the examiner writes, the veteran's obese, all right, or the veteran's 40 pounds overweight. 
Well, yeah, it's easy to just grab that and pin it onto the fact that you're obese is what's caused your plantar fasciitis. Don't let them do that. Maybe it's the other way around. Maybe your other service-connected disabilities like your back, your hip, your knees, maybe those things, your body has broken down. You can't exercise anymore, which is why you've gained weight, okay? And that is the cause of your plantar fasciitis, not obesity in and of itself, okay? So you need to be aware of this uh, prior to your CNP exam, but you have to tell them how your plantar fasciitis is limiting or affecting your life, all right? And then that last tip there, there's no substitute for knowing your true story cold and the potential in-service incidents or the other service-connected disabilities in your body that you believe caused or made plantar fasciitis worse, okay? What do I think you should do right now? If you haven't gone to the doctor, get your butt to the doctor and get a medical di diagnosis of plantar fasciitis, okay? The other things I think you should do is I think you should obtain a disability benefit questionnaire for foot conditions, have that filled out for plantar fasciitis, unilateral or bilateral, documentation of the nexus, again, which is that link to your service or another service-connected disability, and then the documentation of your symptoms. I also think you should obtain a medical nexus opinion, okay, which is nothing more than a medical opinion uh, similar to like a memorandum for record that you've probably written many times all on active duty. It just documents the facts, all right, and then it documents in the medical opinion or medical examiner's uh, medical knowledge and opinion the likelihood that that plantar fasciitis was due to your service or due to another service-connected disability. Those help a ton, okay? Now, you've maybe heard me say this before. If not, here's what we figured out. And by the way, this is why I founded VA Claims Insider, okay? There are two reasons why VA disability claims get denied. Reason number one, not enough medical evidence, okay? This is especially true for veterans, active duty military members and veterans, because it is not culturally acceptable, gang, to go to the doctor every time you have something go wrong. No, we come from a culture of suck it up and carry on. That's what we do. You don't whine and complain. You don't wuss out. You don't go to the doctor when you should have. The problem is when you leave active duty and you become a veteran, what we see in a lot of these denial letters are the VA rating officials say things like, no evidence of the plantar fasciitis or of the veteran's condition in their service treatment records. Of course there isn't. Of course there's not because you didn't go to the doctor when you should have. That's the problem, gang. So if it's been 10, 20, 30 years, and you've now developed plantar fasciitis or sleep apnea or PTSD or other conditions, and it's not clear in your medical records, you are at high risk for denial. You need more medical evidence. That's what we can help you with, okay? So reason number one, claims get denied because there's not enough medical evidence. The second reason claims get denied is the VA rating official. That's the person at the VA who looks at all the evidence and makes a determination on if something is service-connected, yes or no, and then what uh, the symptoms are, which tie to the rating under the law. That person, who's usually a fellow veteran, by the way, okay, they're trying to help you out, they're unable to determine the nexus, which is that link to your service, okay? That's why you see things inside of your e-benefits account that say not service connected. That's what that means. 
is they can't determine that there's a logical link or connection back to your service or another service-connected disability. But, all right, I have some good news, which I'll get to in a second. That picture on the left is sad, but true. We've determined that your chronic back and knee pain is not service-connected, all right? This angers me, guys. This angers me so much, and I'm so sick and tired of seeing veterans struggle by themselves. That's why we have a community of fellow disabled veterans, VA claims experts. That's what we do, okay? So if you're stuck, if you're frustrated, if you're underrated, if you believe you deserve a higher VA disability rating, this is what we do, all right? We've got a network of medical professionals who will review your medical records that you do have and provide independent disability benefit questionnaire reviews and or medical nexus letters, okay? And I found that picture, it's, this is sad but true, right? There's a VA doctor for you, or a private doctor. When you're asking folks to help you out, hey doc, I, you know, could you, would you mind filling out this DBQ for me? hey, I, I really need a medical nexus letter for my plantar fasciitis or my sleep apnea or my PTSD, right? And, and they look at you like a deer in headlights, right? Like you, you want me to do a what, a what for a veteran? Oh, I, I don't do those, right? That's a, that's a conflict. You know, I don't, I don't do the letters for veterans, okay? By the way, gang, our medical professionals in, the, in private industry and at the VA are failing you, Okay. They are failing our veterans and it angers me so much. Um, they're gonna feed you every line of why they can't do something for you. The bottom line is the reason they won't do them for you is because they're lazy, okay? They don't want extra paperwork. And then they don't wanna be known as the doctor who does all this stuff for veterans because now they're 10 times as busy, okay? And I do have, in some sense, I understand where they're coming from. Uh, a lot of medical doctors, they're all about treatment, okay? They want to see patients. That's what they do. And if they're bogged down in paperwork all day, they can't see patients, okay? So I understand that aspect. But if you need some help, if you need a DBQ, if you need a nexus letter to, uh, for the diagnosis, to prove service connection, which is the nexus, and then to document your symptoms, that's what we do. Be stuck and frustrated no more. Okay, so the solution to your problem, the solution to your pain, the solution of feeling alone and by yourself and endlessly searching the internet for information, this is the solution. You need more medical evidence, gang. That's what we do, all right? The full medical staff, which by the way, many of our medical professionals are also service disabled veterans. So they get it. They're just like you and me. They understand why you're asking them to do a DBQ or a Nexus letter, okay? So if you need more medical evidence to win your disability claims, service connect them uh, and get them rated at the appropriate level, assuming it's legal, moral, ethical, and medical, that's what we do uh, and we're here to help you guys, okay? There's a free three-step intake, by the way. It's gonna cost you a whopping $0 to get started, all right? You can go to VA Claims insiderelite.com. All right. Again, if you need some help, that's what we do. Uh, every single day when I wake up, gang, I think about you. This is what I've devoted my life to do. Our team, we're full of fellow disabled vets. Uh, many of us have gone through the same struggle you're going through right now. And I don't want to see you struggle by yourself anymore. Okay. VA claims insiderelite.com.
All right. And as always, gang, uh, Brian Reese here out from Austin, Texas. God bless you. Thank you for your service and your sacrifice to our country. If I can do anything for you, even just answer a question, you want some help, you can shoot me a note through our website at vaclaimsinsider.com. And uh, until we meet again, I salute you. Thank you guys so much. And we'll talk very soon.